You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Hi, Laura. Hi, Lindsay. We haven't done a catalog episode in so long. We really haven't. And I've really missed doing them because I love this time for us to just be organically riffing with each other on, you know, our favorite topic, American Girl. (laughs) And you know, this is how we started was looking at the catalogs and sharing our opinions. So anytime we get to revisit that, I'm thrilled to do so. Right. It's such a regret that we didn't record our earliest conversations about the catalog. Like prior to our podcast, we were looking at this catalog every single week during the pandemic and just reliving the best AG memories. And I really wish at like some point we were like, Maybe we should record this and I know. put it away for the future. <laughs> I know. It's such a shame that we didn't think of that, but it's like, you know, we live and we learn. We could always try to recreate the, the, <laughs> the magic and wonder we felt looking at that first catalog, the first, the first through 30th time that we looked at it to find something to like oh focus on, but Yeah, this is how it all started. Right. So this is a topic that has, I think, come up a fair amount. And today we're looking at the American Girl of Today. And we've looked at AG of Today prior um, in an episode that we launched in April of last year, where we were looking in at the clothing collection of like the earliest iteration of AG of today. So Mm -hmm. that's not what we're doing here today. Do you want to talk about what (laughs) this episode is on? Yeah. So, you know, like we mentioned, there's always a new facet and a new angle to discuss these things. So Lindsay and I had been thinking a lot about the girl of today meet outfits because this is something I'm sure a lot of us have had experience with where you had a girl of today that came in one specific outfit from an era that you were into American Girl but there's so many iconic outfits from the 90s to early 2000s for the girl of today collection so you know just like our historic gals meet outfits we feel like we have to do a deep dive into the girl of today meet outfits because they're also a really good historical snapshot honestly of Mm -hmm. what kinds of clothes like we were into and wearing during the time periods that these, um, you know, different eras of girl of today were happening. So it's like, it really takes you on a journey through the nineties to the two thousands and seeing how fashion changed, but, uh, excited to break some of these outfits down. Right. And like they, switched up the outfits every few years too. So today we're looking at 
the first five outfits they released. So from 1995, when the collection launched, through to 2002. So we have a good range here. And I'm so excited to see how these meat outfits evolved over the years. These are like really um, cool outfits of the time, like very representative of the years, I think. So really looking forward to exploring it. But before we get into it all, Laura, I did a little research before this episode to find out a bit more about the history of AG of today and how it all came to be. That might be interesting for our listeners to hear, just to give a little context before we jump into um, all of these outfit reviews. So I found the letter that Pleasant wrote in the magazine. I thought this was really fun. Um, during the time when it launched, which was the holiday issue from 1995, all of the catalogs had pleasant writing a letter to the readers of the catalog, which I always love to see, um, kind of giving updates on where the company was, what's coming up, what's new. Kind of like a letter from the editor. Right. I really like this. It kind of gives you like a peek into her mind and what mm-hmm. you know the company was going through. But I'll skip ahead to the section that specifically talks about um, American Girl of Today. And she writes, letters urged us to expand our vision from the past to the present to help girls address the challenges of growing up in the 90s. Our response is an entirely new collection, the American Girl of Today, with bright books and a lively magazine with dolls that reflect the unique beauty of every girl with the great gear for school and play. We link past to present and empower girls to take pride in this, their moment in history. We firmly believe that the girls we inspire today will become the women who make the difference tomorrow. It has always been so. Wow. What a nice message from pleasant I love that she gave some context about girl of today and to be honest I guess it makes sense but I didn't really think about how this wasn't always a part of the collection like obviously I knew it wasn't always a part of the collection when they launched in 1986 but I didn't realize that it was about 10 years before they integrated this so I think that's Mm -hmm. really cool Right? Like, I love the context she provides and the purpose of this collection where, you know, going from solely historic dolls to expanding it to present day and to help guide girls and, you know, show a multidimensional side of AG, that it's not just, you know, dolls from the past and books from the past teaching history, but um, that we're all a part of history too, which is on the catalog page. Um, so this launched in 1995 with 20 doll options. They had that iconic grid of the different face shapes and hair colors and eye colors and skin tones that they had. And this is also the first time that an Asian American girl doll was introduced to the collection as well. Um, But this American Girl of Today has also gone through several rebrands over the years, too, which I think is interesting because we have 
a lot of guests, you know, coming to us from their interest in American Girl being different than, you know, my era or your era, Laura. And I think it's fascinating to also discuss like the different name iterations of Girl of Today. And Mm -hmm. I looked through some catalogs to see like when those points changed. And of course we started with American Girl of Today in 1995. And then that became American Girl Today in 1999. And then it was completely renamed to Just Like You in 2006. And then in 2010, it became My American Girl. And then again, it changed to Truly Me in 2015, which it still is today. Wow. I... Something that's, like, also confusing to me, although I think I finally wrapped my head around it, is that, like, Truly Me is different than, like, customizing an American girl. Like, you can completely, (laughs) Truly Me is almost like, if you wanted an American girl that looks like you, but you don't care about customizing every element. Right. Like, you want to choose from a grid, sort of. And then- But then you can do like a custom one that's like not truly me. Like, because I've noticed at the store, they have like a whole bunch of truly me. But that would be different than like going online and like designing your own doll. Right. And Laura, I'm ashamed to say this as someone with an American Girl podcast for over a year. But I did not know that create your own and truly me were different. I just thought there was a whole range of options for truly me, but I didn't realize that you could actually customize your doll until today. And I feel a little foolish admitting that, but I guess we are an AG nostalgia podcast and not an AG, you know, expert of today. Of today. <laughs> exactly. But like you could go on their website and like completely customize the doll from like, you know, not only the hair color and style and skin tone and face shape like we have with um, the different options with the truly me's but you can also change the eye color like depending on like each eye and you could um, add freckles and braces and hearing aids and ear piercings and there are so many ways to customize the dolls in the create your owns and I think we've had guests on in the past that also use like create your own and girl of today interchangeably. Like Mm -hmm. I had definitely been in the past. Like I didn't realize there was that distinction, but I'm happy to now be educated and to clear that up a bit. Well, it makes sense though, because like for us generationally, like it's hard, it is hard for me to wrap my head around that you'd have that level of custom customization to me having, you know, a hundred options to choose from is customization because compared to how it was when we were kids, like that is a huge level of like specificity that you can get into. So I think it makes sense that we were like not putting that together because like, we're just not used to having those options, you know? Right. And like, I love that it's kind of like my twin vibes of the nineties, which has come up a couple of times on this podcast, but like, I wonder with my twin, if you had approval on it before they just sent it back to you. Like, I think the premise was that you send in 
photos of your child or whoever you're buying the doll for, and it will come back to you customized. But I love on yeah. the AG website, like you could actually like see what it looks like, like in real time, changing the different options. I don't think you do have that ability on my twin because my friend Trisha, who was a guest on the podcast a while back, got a my twin that they ended up returning because it like looked <laughs> nothing like her. But yeah, oh I think this is like, and you know what else? As I'm looking at the first grid of options here, you rarely see a redheaded girl of today with bangs. Yeah, I think I see one option here, but she's more of an auburn. Like she's not like redheaded doll that I would think of necessarily when thinking of someone with red hair. I would love to get like a custom red hair American girl of today and dress her in like turn of the century sort of American girl historic clothing for like an Anne of Green Gables vibe. Uh, right? Oh my or God. get like a brunette girl of today and dress her in like Kirsten era Laura Ingalls Wilder vibes. Right? Like that would be so cool. Cause like I'm, I picture like an Anne of Green Gables Ask American girl being like different than Felicity. Like, I feel like I would sure. probably choose the bangs maybe for an Anne of Green Gables. Cause I think maybe Megan follows had bangs in the TV adaptation in the younger years. And then I feel like what would her era be like Samantha's maybe a little before Samantha. Yeah. Maybe a little bit before. Oh my goodness. I wonder if Sydney from five hens and a cockatiel has done and before I know we'll have to ask her we'll DM her after this (laughs) um and then just doing a little bit more research into this another thing that I found interesting was that the girl of uh, the girl of the year collection was created in 2001 after girls were asking to read about the girl of today dolls So you could create your own books with Girl of Today and they like provided the six little booklets that you could fill in, but the girlies wanted more. So that collection started with Lindsay in 2001, which several of our guests have had, which I always love hearing about as a fellow Lindsay with an E. Um, And then currently the girl of today is Covey, who is super adorable But I really like that, you know, American Girl was able to expand the collection after seeing what was really resonating with girls and what they were looking for. And I love that, you know, I don't know if people were actually writing in or what, you know, the business case was for it, but I find it interesting um, if that was the case. Yes. Pleasant Company to take that into consideration. And we've had so many guests like talk about like, them like writing letters to AG or Pleasant Company and like making their voices known. It's so true. I'm very interested in the idea too that like they sort of are putting I think the level of storytelling detail into the girls of the year that they were sometimes 
in the past putting into the new historic dolls. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that that's sort of like where we see that similar level of character development, I guess, now with the brand as they're sort of not as heavily invested in the historic dolls but more into like the girl of the year stories yeah I think I think it's really interesting too that you know girl of today and girl of the year rather came together from their customers wanting more of a storyline for the girl of today dolls because it seems in some ways that the books aren't as big of a focus anymore. And what I'm specifically Mm -hmm. referencing is my gripes with the new historic dolls, Nikki and Isabel, that their books aren't sold separately. Like you have to get the dolls to get their books. And I was really looking forward to reading their journals from the 1990s. I think those stories would be just so fun to read, but you can't purchase them separately. So I'm just going to be like, scrolling along on eBay looking for someone who's selling theirs maybe in a few months since they just came out right oh that is such a bummer um yeah I wish that that wasn't the case because the books are how so many of us got into American Girl if you didn't have a doll right away right oh I know I was really looking forward to that let's get into these girls of today perfect Do you want to describe our first outfit here from 1995, Laura? Yes. So our 1995 girl of today is going to be a classic, I think, for a lot of our millennial listeners. So she's wearing some maroon leggings or maybe more of like a berry color, I would say. Yeah, And then she has an adorable white button down shirt that's a little bit oversized with a denim vest that is absolutely decked out with grin pins. Um, And then she has a matching denim hat, which has a big sunflower plaid bow on it with more grin pins. Um, And she comes with a little black crossbody bag, a very cute silver dog tag style necklace. And, of course, her issue of American Girl magazine. The outfit really represents the 90s for me. I loved having one of these hats. Um, Are they kind of like a bucket hat reminiscent, but, like, the top flap is, like, flipped up, it seems? Yes. Yeah. Like, that style was everywhere. And I had one with a big bow on it. This gal has a sunflower, but I love all of the little details, especially in this inaugural outfit with the mini grin pins, the mini AG magazine. This is just really adorable and kind of, you know, takes everything that they were offering us and shrinking it down into doll size. It's true. And Starting with this outfit, but I think something that we're going to see as we move through this era or like this generation of outfits is that these are not giving like outfits that girls would not wear. And I do think like Mm -hmm. a lot of the outfits we see for girl, like the girl of today or like the modern representations of American Girl are so over the top. We talked about this a little bit in our episode with Harry Hill, but like this 
to me is an outfit I would see someone wearing in the 90s. Even like when I look at the Nikki and Isabel outfits, which I do like overall, they're giving like very like cartoonish, like overly bright, overly colorful representations of a version of a 90s outfit. I sort of feel like they've that's how they've treated Courtney, the American girl from the 80s. Yes. Um, like I I would always like hate because I'm a bit of like a nostalgic freak in general. Um, but like when it would be like some kind of theme thing where people need to dress 80s and all they do is wear neon. And it's like there's so many like better representations of the 80s than just like neon. Like if you watch like the Breakfast Club, no one's wearing neon. Like And that's how I sort of feel like American Girl is treating a lot of clothes today. It's like they almost are like Halloween costumey and not authentic period clothing. And this obviously was modern for the time. But Mm -hmm. even even in the modern representations of outfits, like if you looked at like the Hanukkah outfit we went over in our holiday episodes or just really any of the outfits that they have today like they are very cartoonish like they're over the top colorful sparkly sort of bright representations of real clothes yeah totally especially for the age that these girls are trying to be like that 8 to 12 age range like especially with Nikki and Isabel they're you know outfits veered into more of like the Hollywood high school vibe where that wasn't something like an elementary school or a middle school kid was wearing. And this outfit that we see in 1995 is really realistic. You know, it's not over the top. It's like something that anyone would wear at the time. And it's interesting to see how they, you know, now approach the eighties and nineties, you know, from 20, 30, 40 years after the fact. And Yeah, like that's such a good point about Courtney. Like the 80s are portrayed in this like hyper-colored neon, like squiggly line graffiti, like vibe everywhere. But that like wasn't the case necessarily. Like we see it like in movies from the time or TV shows, like fashion had a, had a vibe for sure, but it wasn't necessarily what we see it being portrayed as with ag but i do think ag does accessories really well i think yes like all of the accessories from the twins like we're really spot on to like the interests and i can't remember what year nikki and isabel were from was it 1999 i think so yeah yeah like that that seemed pretty pretty spot on but i feel like they also could have just looked back a little bit further into like the girl of today and had things be a little bit more realistic. Um, but overall it's, I guess, kind of like a fun dress up moment maybe, but like they've right. done, they've, they've done historical so accurately in the past too. So it is interesting to see like the um, progression there. Yeah. I would say like, I mean, we see it with like some of the changes they've made, like which you know, we'll talk about it in another episode upcoming, but um, I think that the newer historic dolls that they've come out with have sort of like 
shied away from what we're used to in terms of like the level of quality. So like mm-hmm. I would say from like Mary Ellen to the present like Nikki and Isabel that they just came out with are all like sort of more in line with like the new representation of American Girl which is like yeah it's like a 50s outfit but it's like super colorful right whereas like you know Kit had some fun colorful outfits she's got that beautiful purple sweater but it doesn't feel like inauthentic Mm -hmm. um and I just think like even like Julie from the 70s, like I think they've sort of gone with like some tropes of those time periods, right. I guess is what I'm saying. Like, you know, Courtney's wearing like bright pink leggings, like Julie's wearing like flared jeans and like a macrame like vest or something like that. Um, so it's just interesting to see like what things people take away from certain time periods as like the iconic symbols of that um and clearly like for the 90s a lot of the things that they're taking from it are like money pieces and like (laughs) right and it's like is that realistic for like a 10 year old right no when I saw those money pieces I was like oh my mom would never have <laughs> let me have that in 1999. But honestly, after our initial inaugural Girl of Today outfit, which was so iconic, there is another pretty iconic Girl of Today iteration that comes a few years later. Can you tell us about it? Definitely. All right. So this outfit launched in 1996, and this is the American girl of today meet outfit with the iconic fleece shirt jack, if anyone recalls. So it's this bright yellow fleece jacket with pink detailing. And in the accessories pack, it also comes with a black hat with a matching fleece, little bow tie looks like, um, little pasta, uh, on the hat. <laughs> It's so cute. She has velour pants on. I feel like velour was such a big fabric for American girl in the nine in the nineties. Like they were mm-hmm. including it in so many of their collections, like especially like a black velour with like a bright pop of color in like the other um piece of clothing they were showing, like a satiny, like jewel tone shirt and a velour skirt or a velour overall like it was everywhere and then she is also wearing a striped t-shirt it also includes the mini green pins again which we love she has a scrunchie she has black flats on as well so again I think this is like another really um solid 90s outfit she also has her American girl magazine too, which is an issue that both Laura and I have. And yes, one of like my all time favorite issues ever. It is the Same. French issue from January, February 95 or 96. But yeah, it has the two girls on the cover. One has, um, a little bubblegum blowing moment. And this is, this is really 
a fun outfit and they offered this jacket for sale in four different colorways, which we've shared on our Instagram before and had everyone vote for their favorite. And I think <laughs> yellow was like the overwhelming, like favorite choice of our Instagram audience where people just want the classic. Right. Exactly. This outfit to me is so an example of doing the color thing accurate. I mean, again, I say accurately as if this wasn't modern history (laughs) when it was happening, but it makes me wonder again, like why not look back at where they had been? Because Mm -hmm. this outfit has a lot of bright colors in it, but they're not like clashing with each other like the jacket ties into the turtleneck and it's all like muted down by the black pants so I'm obsessed with this I would love to get my hands on a shirt jack right I think Sydney had created one (laughs) I saw it on her on our Instagram before and I was like oh I love this so much I wish these could be mass produced again they are so iconic (laughs) and such a conversation starter like imagine seeing this out like on the street I would like immediately like run up to whoever is wearing this just to talk to talk about it totally I would love this in like a adult muted down version with like maybe like cream and black or like cream and brown or like brown and like black. I don't know. I think that you could do a lot with this pattern with different <laughs> colors to make it more modern. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, this is so cute. Like I love how cohesive this outfit is. It just looks so adorable. And I really love that they have the books to fill in your own AG story. And we've chatted with a couple gals on the podcast who had girls of today, like Ashley May with her doll. Um, and, uh, my friend Airly, who also wrote stories. I think that's so fun. And Laura, something that we didn't share at the start of the episode is that we have a little treat for our audience today. Do you want to share more about this? Yes. So we put a call to action on our Instagram to get some of our listener American Girl Today stories, info about their girls of today, their names, if they had any. Um, So we'll be sharing those at the end of this episode because we love to hear from you guys. (laughs) I think like the whole naming of a girl of today was such a fun moment in this whole process. And, you know, we love to hear what people had named their bitty babies or girls of today throughout our podcast. I feel like that always comes up when we hear that someone had a doll that wasn't one of the historic characters or girls of the year. We're always like, what did you name them? And like AG just put that like love for naming something into us all, especially with the girl of today, um, books that you could fill out yourself. So I'm really curious to hear what everyone named their dolls. And we also had them share like how they receive them. And if they looked like them, like some girls got dolls, you know, that match them perfectly and others just, you know, added to their collection in other ways of, you know, dolls that 
I don't know, maybe or inspired by a friend like Ruby June. Um, right. She ended up not being friends with soon after. That is a very funny episode. If anyone wants to listen back from, I think it was December, 2022. Um, or Laura, you had a girl of today. I did. And she did not look like me. And the reason why I felt sort of like I wanted to depart from that was with my two historic dolls that I had before I got my girl of today. Samantha um, obviously looked quite a bit like me, brown hair and brown eyes, but I didn't have bangs for my whole childhood. So then when I got Josefina, I had little earrings and no bangs and I had like long dark hair uh like that so I kind of thought she was checking a box for me as well uh (laughs) so I basically between the two of them had dolls that I felt like represented the way I looked and so when I was getting my girl of today I was sort of looking for something different and I was really struck by the girl of today who was even a departure for American Girl in terms of their offerings for the Girl of Today collection. She was two pigtails, like medium blonde hair, sort of curled into pigtails with like hazel eyes. She was kind of, in hindsight, giving like a very Mary-Kate and Ashley in the early 2000s vibe, which I think <laughs> totally. is maybe why I was drawn to her. Um So she looked nothing like me. And I remember getting the books too, where you could write the stories. And I wish I could remember because I'm sure I named her. And I think you, you are more inclined to name a girl of today. If it's not a representation of you, because if it is, then it's like, just probably named Laura or whatever. Um, So I really wish I could remember, but I think also like her name went through a couple of different versions like I would change it up like there were just certain names I was obsessed with during that time like I loved the name Allison a lot uh so I'm sure she did a stint as an Allison for a while (laughs) I loved the name Jacqueline like with a c uh and like a y because I think that was my babysitter's name at the time so I'm sure she did a couple stints as Jacqueline or Allison um so yeah I think that even though I can't remember her name, I, I can come up with some I- ideas of names she probably tried on. Oh my God. I love that. Um, <laughs> I think we've chatted about this before, but I once had a little bunny that I would carry around everywhere named Allison. She was with me in the fourth grade. I still have her at my parents' house in my bedroom. She is from Boyd's Bears. She is wearing like pink velour overalls, like light baby pink with I think little rosettes for buttons on the overalls. And she was the cutest thing. And I love the name Allison. And I had a couple Allisons in my grade that I was friends with at the time too. Maybe that's where I got the inspo from. Totally. People that you went to school with that had names that you liked, like really did make an impact on, you know, wanting that sort of like escapism of like not, Because, you know, I feel like everybody hates their own name when they're kids, (laughs) or at least like I went through periods of disliking my name. Now I love my name, but like 
it was totally, I think, a common thing to be like, ooh, what if my name was something else? And I think American Girl of Today was sort of a way to play around with that. Yeah, that's so true. Once I had a bear that I also loved and like took with me to so many places named Sapphire, which is an interesting name to choose as like a 10 year old, but I kind of like it. Why do I feel like I had some sort of like animal named Sapphire? Oh my God. (laughs) That's like really ringing a bell to me. (laughs) (laughs) I was also really into birthstones growing up. Like totally at my grandma's house. There was a book that might have been like an encyclopedia or it might have been like a magazine from like the 70s that my aunt or mom had. And there was a section in it that listed out all of the gemstones for birth months. And I was so into that. Did you like our, do you like Peridot? That's our shared birthstone. So yes and no. I feel like it's a hard stone to wear. Uh, it is. It's like and, lime, a lime green jewel. <laughs> yes. So like, but my mom got me a ring with the birth, with my birthstone in it, mm-hmm. but she did a really good job of picking this out because it is not like a, um, ring with one singular peridot stone which I think would be like too overwhelming to look at it's a like pave ring so it has it's like gold set with like little peridots all around it which is so much easier to wear than like a huge stone or like not even huge but like a more prominent like singular peridot stone like so it doesn't and it looks good with the gold so it doesn't like it doesn't feel like I'm wearing a lime green stone when I wear it. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so pretty. Yeah. So I really like the way that she chose to represent it um, because I feel like it's so wearable. Whereas like if I was wearing like a huge green ring all the time, I'd be like, mm, this doesn't really go with a lot. Yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah. I, I've had like Peridot jewelry from the past with rings and necklaces, but it it is a hard stone to wear. It it is pretty, I guess, but like it doesn't coordinate with every outfit. It's a little jarring compared to some of the other birthstones out there. Totally, but I do feel like luckily like I think you and I both have like kind of olive undertones in our skin a little bit, mm-hmm. which makes it easier also to wear it. Like it's not I feel like it looks best on me in the summer when I have like a tan, but yeah. like it's not like clashing with my skin tone either. But like if I was like super pink, I feel like maybe it would. Yeah. Interesting. Have you seen on TikTok like the colors, like people like getting their colors done? Yes. Yes. So essentially you could go to somebody or there are apps that will like look at your skin tone, your eye color, your hair color, and match you up with colors that you should be wearing. That would be most complimentary to you. And I would love to do this, but I would be nervous that like, it would tell me that I'm like a burnt orange or some color that is absolutely not in my wardrobe. And I'm like, 
very invested in a pastel. And if it tells me that's like not what I should be wearing, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. It's like people should just wear the colors they like at the end of the day, even though when I do see those videos come up, I am shocked sometimes by how good some of the colors look on certain people. Right. Like I've done the app though, or sorry, I've done the filter where it will show you like spring and summer and winter and fall colors. And it will go kind of interchangeably. And I feel like I look the same in all of them. Like Mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to figure it out or I'll watch people do the filter and I'll be like, nothing is standing out. Like, (laughs) yeah. I also think like hair color makes a difference too. Like obviously we're both natural brunettes, but you are a blonde and (laughs) I have done stints as a blonde, but I'm currently a brunette. And I think that also changes the colors that look good on me. Yeah, totally. I will tell you that the macaroni and cheese colored shirt Jack looks great on on anyone. (laughs) Oh my God. Right. It's, it's a neutral really. It really is. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, let's get over to the next outfit, which is so snazzy. Now we're going into 1999 with the red vinyl outfit. Laura, do you want to describe this one? Yes, this seems to be a popular one among our follower base. A lot of people bring this outfit up. A lot of people have acquired this outfit after the fact. And I've heard that it can be challenging to acquire because of the nature of the way that the vinyl material of it holds up. But let's, let's get into it. So our girl is wearing a red vinyl jumper with zip pockets which give this a little bit of like an edgy look which I love um she has a black turtleneck on underneath some black and red plaid tights with a boot that laces up very of the time I feel like Mm -hmm. and then also a little beret with a plaid bow and a new necklace we're seeing that is almost looking like a little locket book sort of a American girl magazine of course and I believe this is a magazine you own Lindsay yeah the sleepover issue yep (laughs) yes and her little like metal sort of purse but could also be sort of described as a lunchbox shape um as her accessory so it's really cute the commitment to hats up to this year is pretty impressive (laughs) it's true oh my god this look is so good I feel like it's giving Fran fine like yes yes that's a very good approximation this is the nanny like she had style she had flair yeah she was there she was there (laughs) and that's how she became the American girl of today 1999 outfit I love this outfit so much because I feel like we're finally seeing a bit more style that's elevated, but it's still Mm -hmm. appropriate. You know, it's not something like too outlandish. Like maybe this girl saw her like older sister wearing something similar that she's now incorporating into her wardrobe. Like the jumper is like the fashion moment, but everything else is like 
a 90s appropriate accessory. Totally. It feels aspirational, but it doesn't feel unrealistic. Right. I love the hat with this. Like usually I don't like love, love, love hats, but this one is so fun with this outfit. I know the beret is absolutely adorable. I want to incorporate more berets into my life. Ooh, good idea. Like I love (laughs) the bow with the tights. Like that looks so cute. And the shoes. Yes, absolutely. It's funny to see like the vinyl just like completely like deteriorating now, like on Instagram, like we've seen so many jumpers like that. Right. No, agreed. I think that it's interesting to see that deteriorating because you would think vinyl would be a material that would hold up because it's like plastic, basically. Right. Like it would last forever. Like that is in in the atmosphere for the next hundred thousand years will never be recycled. Right. Right. But, you know, longevity of this outfit aside this is a great one. This is like one of the outfits I think of when I think of girl of today, because this would have Mm -hmm. been the other two outfits would have been a little bit before I was into American girl. And this is like, right. When I was getting into it, I remember this outfit. I remember being so taken with it. Um, so this is definitely a big one for my American girl trajectory. Definitely. And this is when they changed up the logo a bit and now it's American girl today. Right. No more of. They took away the of. It was far too long, (laughs) (laughs) but it looks good with the logo. I will say. So we have like our classic AG gal in like the arms out stance with the pigtails um, horizontally and It has the American girl name and then it just says today. Like, I get it. It's a good like marketing decision, I guess, with the visual. It's incredible. Would love to get that as a poster. Oh my God. Imagine. Be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then we get to our next outfit, which is the 2000 urban outfit for girl of today or now girl today american girl yes. today there we go yes <laughs> Lindsay, now, describe this for us all right so i'm going to describe this but laura you had this outfit so you might you might be able to fill in some gaps for me but it looks like she is wearing a gray shirt with a hood attached to it which is very of the moment in 2000 And she has a red quilted vest with, uh, it looks like a cargo skirt. Like it has a little pocket at the bottom and cargo shorts, cargo pants, cargo skirts that was everywhere in the early 2000s. So it's exciting to see that incorporated into this look as well. Um, I can't really tell what her footwear is in this picture it looks like a Mary Jane maybe yes so the footwear associated with this look was a gray thick sock with a chunky blue Mary Jane and the shoes also apparently for this one did not hold up great Um, (laughs) but I when I see these shoes I'm like absolutely this was such a 
a big moment for sure. Oh, I love that. And then for her accessories, she has this cross body bag with a little uh, flower keychain on it. She has those um, hair chopsticks that we saw, you know, in the late nineties, early, early two thousands. And then um, she has a watch and then she's carrying an American girl place bag. Was that part of the accessories? So no, I mean, maybe, but I don't think so. My, my parents never sprung for the accessories. Um, Oh, I think we could see here. The accessories were the hair chopsticks, the bag and the watch and the girl of the American girl magazine still. She has that magazine rolled up. Like she's about to swat a fly. She does. She does. And honestly, like, my parents did not spring for this accessory set and that's actually okay with me because I'm not like loving any of these as much as I love the outfit itself yeah agreed um one thing I do want to point out about the outfit that's kind of fun is that the vest was reversible oh my god what did it reverse to a uh navy blue that matched like the cargo skirt and the shoes perfectly (gasps) Ooh, what was your preference I liked the red. Um, I liked the contrasting colors. I loved the hooded shirt. I feel Mm -hmm. like that was such a moment during this time. Like it It was really was so realistic. Um, And I really loved the shoes too. Like they definitely have like a chunky element to them that I feel like I can picture. I also feel like this is sort of when American Girl you can see the logo here is still reflecting the American girl today, like girl with her arms out vibe. But mm-hmm. you can see from the bag that she's carrying that this is sort of when American girl was starting to move into the star logo motif. Oh, yeah. They're having that like subtle placement to get us <laughs> used to the star. Look at that. Yes. Yeah. So I find that to be an interesting transition point. Yeah, that's interesting. And, you know, we just switched between two catalog scans of this and we're looking online right now um, at the Shagnon Piper Toys and Collectibles Museum scans, which is an incredible resource if anyone wants to look back um, into all of the AG magazines from the past. But I find her hairstyle really interesting here. Like you could see the little um, chopsticks in her hair and her hair must be up in some way, but it's not like super glamorous looking. I'm assuming that if her hair was up, it would be almost in like a, I mean, I'm, I guess the the chopsticks are what's holding it together mm-hmm. ostensibly, but it, it's kind of giving like a claw clip vibe. Yeah. Right. Very and- interesting. I wonder if if you got the accessories, they put them in the hair. I highly doubt it, but I didn't get them, and my girl had two ponytails, so there was no way these would have <laughs> these would have worked for her. But um, you know, interesting that they are sort of maybe for the first time like promoting styling the doll's hair in a little bit more of a hands-on way than in the past. Yeah. I mean, this is the first time that we're seeing a hair accessory versus a hat for the girls of today too. 
that's a great point. This is the first time we're seeing a hatless look. <laughs> I wonder what will be on the next look. Shall we get into that? Or did you have anything else to add about this look that you personally had? Uh, nothing else to add. I love it so much. I did find the few pieces of it when I was in my parents' attic recently, which is so crazy to me. Like, why did I have a few, like, articles of this? I think I found yeah. the vest the vest and the skirt maybe or like one of the shoes and the vest but um but yes I I loved this look so much um and I miss it yeah this is this is a really solid look too like I feel like it's very of the moment the year is 2000 we are you know moving into a new era of fashion and this look really represents that well totally And then we get into the 2002 Go Anywhere outfit. Laura, do you want to describe this one? Yes, I'd be happy to. This is definitely a departure for me. I feel like this is where I sort of lose touch with the girl of today looks because I did not have this, but I do remember like knowing a couple people that did. Um, So... This look is definitely giving mid-aughts, I would say. It's a purple sweater that is a cardigan, but it's fastened with a ribbon. Mm -hmm. Um, It has a white turtleneck underneath that appears to have something embroidered, maybe a logo shirt uh, underneath. And then we have a green kind of tweed skirt I would say with a little bit of like a mesh or chiffon trim a light colored tight and a purple boot now I will say I'm loving the purple boot I think the purple boots are so cute everything else I could kind of take it or leave but the accessories seem to be a purple but a different color purple, almost more of like a magenta pink purple shoulder bag that comes with this, if you so choose. Yeah. Um, and it also looks like a couple of these girl of today is wearing the outfit, maybe wearing a magenta color scrunchie with it as well. Ooh. So that is basically what we're working with and i you know this is fine but it's not my favorite yeah this is an interesting look for sure again i think this is pretty realistic for the time but it's not necessarily like the coolest outfit i mean it's very cohesive and something i definitely would have liked to wear i feel like adding like a turtleneck with a skirt and putting a little cardigan over it was something I would have loved growing up, especially around like age, like 10 and maybe like a little bit under. Um, And even today I would still kind of love this. I think for me, like this is the most wearable. It's also hitting pretty close to like the later aughts fashion trend of business casual at the club. Like this was kind of like the progression to that for me. Like, yes, it seems dressed <laughs> up a little bit. Yeah, I do. I do really love the boots, though. I they're kind of like an 
purple ankle boot with like a zip that is like not zipped all the way up. I think that's like kind of cool. Yeah, I agree. I I generally like this outfit. It's not I do. my favorite. It's not my favorite of all of them, but I feel like it's not the worst. Right. Yeah. Laura, if you had to rank the outfits, maybe even saying which one you would want to wear and which one you find most aspirational, perhaps, of the ones that we just looked at, where would you put them? So I would say the one that I would most want to wear in like an aspirational way would be Fran Fine, the the 1999 Um love it so much my least favorite would probably be this one I feel like the two 90s ones are like tied for me somewhere in the middle and then my second favorite would be the uh one that I had for my doll which is that like early 2000s cargo skirt vest moment but I would say that one it was probably the most the one that I would most likely wear in real life, but the the vinyl dress is the most aspirational. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I I am fully aligned with you on Fran Fine. Like that is such a fun outfit. Um, the others, it's a little hard for me to pinpoint. Honestly, I might say that the 2002 purple and green skirt combo is the one I would most likely be wearing and putting that at second place. And then other than that, I do love the shirt jack look from 1996 yes. with the with the yellow um, jacket. I think that might be high up there. And then I think following that would be the 2000 urban look, which is so cute. It's not necessarily my vibe now, but it definitely was my vibe growing up. And then I hate to say it, but I think my least favorite would be the 1995 uh, first edition girl of today outfit with the vest. I'm not a vest girl. I'm not really a hat girl either. And this look, I love it. It's just not what I want to wear necessarily. Right. There's nothing wrong with this look. It's great. Mm -hmm. But it's so cute. It's just like of all the cute options there are, it's definitely probably not the best one not yeah, when the shirt but I love not when the shirt jack exists no exactly exactly but it's so cute like I love looking at all of these outfits like they're so fun to revisit especially like uh I wish I could remember like if I ever wanted a girl of today but you know I think we've talked about this a lot and even when my mom came on the podcast last year it's like I only had that one doll and I never aspired to get another. Like I thought you were just the doll that you had. All of my friends who had AG only had one. So to have my Felicity, I was set. I didn't need an American girl of today. And I think if I was going to get another doll at the time, it probably would have been Samantha, but it probably would have been like a few years after I got my Felicity discovering the charms of Samantha through her books. I never was like super, super drawn to having a girl of today, but I loved the outfits for them. And I always loved these pages in the catalog. So question, Lindsay, if you were to get a girl of today back in the day, 
let's say you were getting it in the shirt jack era, which I believe was 1996. Yeah. So you're 10. Maybe you're nine because you turned 10 later in the year. Um, what Would you be getting one that looked like you? Or would you be sort of going for something more aspirational or escapism? Yeah, that's a great question. I would probably get one that looked like me since I had Felicity who didn't look like me. Yep. Yeah, I think I would want one that did. And I know that when you were a kid, you were kind of like had lighter hair. So would you have been getting the blonde one or would you have been getting a (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's such a good question. I feel like I would probably at that time get a brunette because the blonde that they offered was such a light blonde. Right. I was as like a baby, but I was not, you know, at that point in elementary school, even though I wish I was with all of the sun in that I put in my hair. But (laughs) I feel like the blonde option is like just too blonde, too blonde, right? Yeah. No, that makes sense. And do you think you would have got her some little glasses no absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) definitively no (laughs) oh my gosh have glasses no absolutely not I had no interest in glasses (laughs) (laughs) and for everyone listening in I have been wearing glasses since I was three maybe even a little bit before that I have terrible eyesight I have been wearing contacts since I was nine years old in the fourth grade, and I have not looked back literally and figuratively since. It is a very rare day when I actually wear my glasses outside of my house. I probably could count on like one hand in the times that I've done that since I was nine years old. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not quite on the level Lindsay is. I've been wearing, I've been having glasses for distance since I was 12 but I would only wear them in school when I absolutely had to. And then once I got to college, I just only wore contacts and then I just got tired of contacts. And now when I drive, I wear like a transition lens. So it just Mm -hmm. becomes sunglasses in the car. Oh, nice. Um, Yes. So all that's to say is that I've avoided wearing glasses at all costs as well. So I just need our listeners to know that Lindsay and I are not coming from a place of like, we hate people with glasses. We are self <laughs> self-loathing glasses people. Exactly. And I think too, like a lot of my distaste for glasses in general comes from like the styles of the eighties and nineties, like those super thick round glasses are just terrible. Like I look like a little bug growing up. Like it wasn't cute. And like, my nephew has glasses now and he's three and he has the cutest little red glasses that I'm like, you just look really stylish and adorable. Like I feel like glasses have evolved so much in the past, I don't know, few decades from when I was growing up. I feel like I just have this like residual, like glasses embarrassment due to what I had to wear growing up. But I will also say that like my glasses are like super, super thick. I have terrible vision like I know people always say they have bad vision but like my contact prescription is like negative 10.5 like it's really actually bad um so my glasses are quite thick and like not cute no matter like what like Warby Parker glasses frame I get it's like never gonna look that cute (sighs) and glasses just make me dizzy when I'm like outside of my house 
if I'm outside with them, I just feel a little out of sorts and nauseous. Yeah, I really don't find that I need them for like the day to day. But now that I live in California and I have to drive a lot, like I I have to wear them to drive, but I just like really did not want to like integrate contacts back into my life either. Yeah. As as careful as I am, I feel like I'm just prone to like eye issues. So like I would get like irritated or whatever, whenever I would use them. Also they're expensive. So the, the transitions lens was a great option for me. Um, but I'm not looking to, to bring glasses into my life. I feel like it just messes with any outfit that you have. Right. And not to use AGW as like a total PSA, but I just learned recently on TikTok that you're not supposed to shower with your contact lenses in, which I have been doing for 25 years. Like apparently if like the water has like a bacteria in it or something, like it could lead to blindness. It could get like trapped like between your lens um, and your eyeball. And I watched this girl on TikTok who had this issue and people in the comments were like, well, you're really not supposed to shower with contact lenses. And I was well, like, who knew that? What? I had no idea. I used to, if I was ever like spending the night away from my own home and I forgot to bring a set of contacts, I would stick them in water, and put them back in. Oh my God. See, apparently you're not supposed to do that. I had no idea. Yeah. No, like, it's people, awful. People were saying like, even like the washing your hands and then putting your contacts in, like you should put like solution on your hands before handling your contacts. God, who has time? See, this is why I'm not, I can't mess with that. Right. (laughs) I'm like shocked by this news. And it's like, like the amount of pain this woman said she has been in for like six months over this is just like unfathomable. It just seems so so terrible. And for like the first day or two that I had seen this video, I was like, okay, I'm going to take my contacts out every time I shower. And I did. And then that has not continued. So I'm just really (sighs) playing with fire here. Oh my gosh. Well, see, at least I have a choice. You don't really have a choice. Yeah. It's like, I, I would not be able to see anything like me without glasses or contacts is like a bunch of blurry shapes and colors. <laughs> right. Well, that being, that being said, if you did have glasses for your girl of today, it only means that you're way less shallow than Lindsay and I, and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're not trying to say that we are evolved humans. We're just saying what our, you know, eight or nine-year-old preferences were. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, we can't wait to hear more about the dolls that you all had and how you acquired them, what their names were, especially. I can't wait to hear all of the stories behind your AG uh, girl of today, American girl today, just like you, truly me, whatever you called them. (laughs) I... (laughs) Cannot wait to hear more. (laughs) Yes. So I guess without further ado, that's it for us. And we'll let you tell your stories. Hello, my name is Sabrina Cruz. And I just wanted to tell you that I received my American Girl of Today doll when I was eight years old. She had red hair and blue eyes, just like me. 
and her name was Tessa because that's what my mom almost named me. And for some reason, I always had an obsession with that name. And Tessa and my Molly McIntyre doll shared the bunk beds, the yellow bunk beds that you see in the catalog and that I wanted for so long and was so elated to receive for my birthday. And I remember that the American Girl of Today doll also came with a set of books a blank books, and you could write her own story. And every night before I went to bed for about an hour, I would sit at my little desk, and I would write religiously in those books. And my mom was just kind of blown away by the dedication and the discipline that I had. Um, and that kind of blows me away today. I kind of wish I had that same determination and uh, concentration and focus. Uh, but it's no surprise that now I'm a journalist and I write every day for a living. And honestly, I credit those books for giving me uh, the launching pad and the determination to, to be a writer. And it was so fun to reflect on this. I also want to say that I was in, Amer- in an American Girl fashion show and in American Girl magazine. And just hardcore American Girl enthusiast. So thank you for letting me share my story. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Bye. Hi, uh, my name is Michaela. Um, I was about, I think I was nine or 10 when I got my Girl of Today doll. Um, And I want to say she was a GT too, uh, but I want to say that she had dark brown hair and dark brown eyes. I can't really remember, but um, I had been wanting her for like, I would like almost a year and a half, you know, back then it felt like forever, but every time that I would get like the American Girl catalogs, I would go to the Girl of Today section and like I would always circle her um, because my best friend had one at the time and I wanted one too. Um, And so finally for Christmas, um, my parents finally got her and I wanted to name her Vixie because it was some character in a TV show or a movie or something, but my dad didn't like that because he thought it sounded too close to Vixen, and, you know, he thought that was a bad thing, so I changed it to Trixie, and I don't know, I just, I still have her, I had her for the longest time, um, we went to, like, an American Girl convention together, and, um, like, there was a hairstylist there, and she put a little braid in her hair, um, similar to the one that uh, Julie, the American Girl doll, had. And I loved it so much, and I kept that hairstyle forever, except one day, like, I just decided to take it out because I was feeling spontaneous, and her hair was ruined, and I cried because I thought I had ruined it. Um, but, yeah, no, I still got her somewhere. Eventually, one time I got uh, I got Julie as a second American Girl doll, but I never felt the same, like, connection because she didn't look like me. Yeah, that's my American Girl story. Love y'all, too. Hi, my name is Cindy, um, and this is uh, an answer to the Girl of Today doll. I did have one. In fact, I have her in my hands right now. And I insisted on getting one because I wanted one that, quote, unquote, looks like me, even though basically this Girl of Today doll is, is it's Samantha. Like, it looks, it is the Samantha doll. It looks just like her, but... Even though I already had Samantha, I had to get, you know, the girl of today. Um, the only thing that I remember being kind of frustrated about as a kid was that um, pretty much all the girls of today had things, except for 
I think um, the African American, uh, one of the African American ones, didn't. Um, I did not have bangs, so um, I was kind of like, oh well, she sort of looks like me. I don't have this big, thick set of bangs. Um, but yeah, I think she was girl. Looking at, she's probably GT13. Looking at her, um, yeah. So she's pretty great. Um, I have her in this like princess or queen Halloween costume, and um, I got her for uh, Christmas one year because I insisted on basically getting an identical doll to Santa. But anyway, that's my story. Thank you. Hi, my name is Courtney Bach, and I had an American Girl of Today doll. Her name was Tiffany. She got that name because I thought it was the most beautiful name in the world at the time, clearly a child of the, the 90s. Um, she also had, uh, we got her the little glasses, the Molly glasses, because I wore glasses. And, um, yeah, she had the little the bunk bed, and we. I think I got her for Christmas. I remember feeling on her little ID in her wallet um, that said uh, Tiffany Bach on it, so she could uh, go to school. Hi, this is Tracy Krause. My American Girl of Today, I got when I was 10 years old in 1996. Her name was Jo, which was short for Josephine, which was an ode to little women, but not meant to be too literal because obviously I – was an independent woman who didn't need no exact reference, and she was in addition to my Felicity. Both had red hair like me, but Joe had blue eyes like me also, and I also got her the Hanukkah set, so she was Jewish like me, which did not exist in an American girl at the time. So um, it was super uh, fulfilling and affirming to have a Jewish American girl doll today like me, and she bunked with Felicity in the American Girl of Today bunk bed, although Felicity also had her own canopy bed, which hashtag goals. So I was a big fan, always circling in the catalog what else I needed. But uh, loved the dolls, loved the books. That's what got me into history and historical fiction and has led me to Washington, where I have my life and career for 20 years now today. So here we all are. Thanks. Hi, my name is Lily, and I received a Girl of Today doll for, I think, my sixth birthday, which would have been right around 1999 or 2000. I'm not sure which birthday exactly, but she came in the outfit that had the, like, long cargo skirt, um, like, striped hoodie with the, like, reversible quilted um puffer puffer vest and the blue suede Mary Janes and I think like even maybe like a choker necklace like totally peak awesome 90s fashion which is just locked into my mind oh also like a like a cargo bag crossbody bag I remember um but this doll was a huge part of my childhood um she has just been with me for so long you know we we go back we've had so many adventures together i named her laura after laura ingalls wilder from the little house on the prairie books which i got into like right about at the same time and i just loved loved her so much um loved her with a passion and had so many so many fun times with her 
So my name is Alyssa. I was six years old when I got my Girl of Today doll. It was for Christmas from my grandma. I genuinely mentally tried to convince myself that it was a Samantha doll um, because she was the one that looked exactly like Samantha. So I named her Samantha. And my grandma had picked her because she looked just like me. Um, And I don't know if maybe she didn't see Samantha. I think her goal was to pick some of the uh, Girl of Today dolls to try and match more like us grandkids. She used to buy them for us grandkids. Um, Yeah, I I absolutely love – I actually still have her. She is still my best friend. You can see all of the marks on her hands and her face. Um, And I made friendship bracelets when we were kids – <laughs> when we were kids, when I was a kid, we um, I had these little plastic bracelets, and I would made a matching one for myself and for her. And she actually still wears hers. Um, yeah, she's she's still my my buddy. I would whisper secrets in her ear when I was a kid, when I would get in trouble or if I was really sad. And I remember just being able to cry into her hair, and just so so comforting. Um, But, yeah, thank you guys so much for doing something like this. It really means a lot, and especially for us women and girls that had dolls like this. It it brings tears to my eyes sometimes seeing the old magazines and seeing your guys' posts. So thank you so much for all that you do, and I hope you have a good rest of your day. Hi, my name is Maggie, and I got my goal today, American Girl Just Like You doll, given to me by a friend. Um, she had an American Girl doll that looked exactly like her, the brown eyes, the brown hair, it looked just like her, and she didn't use it very much, and I had a couple of American Girl dolls, and I loved them, and so she ended up just giving me her doll, and I named the doll after her, her name was Courtney, and so the doll was Courtney, and I still have Courtney to this day. Um, and I was about 11 years old when I got that doll, so I've had her for many, many years now. <laughs> um, but it's such an interesting story of how every doll I've gotten has such a unique way of how it came into my life. And I love that it's named after the person who was so caring to give me her doll and know that it was going to be cherished by me when she knew she wasn't going to love it as much as I could. So, yeah. So you guys are asking about our American Girl of Today dolls. My name is Nicole, and I have a original first production American Girl of Today AGOT 16. Um, she has brown hair, straight brown eyes, um, but dark. And she's named after my grandma, Marie Julia Silvestro Marchese. Um, she's 12 years old, and I've had her for about a year, and I was so happy to acquire her from somebody. And I have the original six books coming from eBay, so I'm going to write her story. And her favorite mini-me doll is Kit. Thanks for letting me be on your voicemail. Ciao. Hi there. My name is Kristen, and um, I did have a girl of today growing up. I was, I think it was the Christmas of 1995, so I would have been 10 years old. And (laughs) it's kind of funny how I received her. Um, I had wanted, I'd seen, I received the magazine as, um, a gift subscription from my grandmother 
and um, I'm pretty sure that I must have asked for the doll. And um, I think it was backward because there was such a, as you can imagine, high demand for it because um, this was the first time this doll had been released. And I was so excited to have a doll that looks like me. So um, it was on back order. And we actually have this on uh, video on my mom's camcorder. Um, <laughs> they, uh, I guess I saw that the UPS deliverer, uh, delivery person had come and they had um, delivered a box. And I remember, I remember this, asking my mom what it was, and she said it was wine glasses <laughs> for somebody for Christmas. And I was just like, oh, okay. And it turns out, I don't remember exactly the circumstances that led to it, but it turns out that um, we got this on video. She said, oh, you know, it came early. And she surprised it with me, uh, to me early. So I was so, so excited. And she said, remember I told you it was wine glasses? And I said, yeah. And um, I named my doll Kelsey. I do not remember how I chose it. I think I must have just liked the name. I don't recall knowing any Kelsies at that time. Um, but, yeah, I was carrying her all around the house. We have it on video um, that Christmas morning. Uh, I'm 37 years old, and I still have her in uh, one of our bedrooms, and she's still wearing the original outfit. So um, absolutely so excited to receive it. And, um, yeah, thank you so much. My name is Shannon Barnsley, if I didn't say that. I got my Today's Girl when I was eight years old. I saved up half of the money for her, and my parents uh, paid the other half as a present. Um, uh, I think they were still $64 back then, so I saved up $32, which at the time was a lot. Um, I uh, named her Sarah, uh, in part because I decided, probably because of uh, American Tale, that she was a Russian Jewish immigrant, and I knew Sarah was a Jewish name. Uh, and it's also probably in part because I was obsessed with The Little Princess at the time, uh, the movie from the 90s. Uh, I never actually read the book. <laughs> and uh, I used to take her all sorts of, sorts of places. I took her to an ice skating rink one time. And um, my town's library had an American Girl Tea Party every year, and I used to take her to that. And that was great fun. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was a good time. Um, and I had a... I had um, Kirsten as well at the time, and so they were sisters. <laughs> um, what's funny is actually uh, my partner now is Russian Jewish, so if we have a daughter, I will have the perfect doll <laughs> already. <laughs> uh, all right, thank you. Hi, I am calling happily to talk about my girl, girl of today. Um, so for reference, first of all, my name is Rachel. Um, I turned, I just turned 30, so I would have been coming up in like the early 2000s would have been my, um, I knew my top time for American Girl and I loved them. Um, but my most important story is that I very much remember when they released the first girl with like, she had curly wavy hair, the first girl, I should say the first, um, white skin doll and she she had curly hair and green eyes and I was or it was they weren't green they were like hazel hazel eyes and curly hair and that was a very exciting time for me um and more so my mom told me that if I scored a goal in my soccer game that uh that I think my parents were trying to like uh really drum up my athleticism uh that I have given a goal I can achieve so far but if I scored a goal I could get a doll, and I had a hat trick in that game. So I was really happy. 
to to get that doll. And again, she was the first like honey honey blonde doll, blonde haired doll with like green hazel eyes, which was nice for me as someone who didn't have um normal colored eyes or um blonde or brown hair. So Hi, my name is Karina. I got the American Girl of Today. The first year it came out in nineteen ninety five. I was nine and I think it was a Christmas present. Um, I got Samantha in 1993 and I hadn't trashed her, so I guess my parents deemed me responsible enough for another doll. So I named her Ellie. I don't recall where that name came from. Um, maybe because for a while I hated my given name and wished my name was Elizabeth. Uh, she's GT9, exact same as the Molly doll. My sister had Molly and it was in such bad condition that our mom donated it, so now Ellie cosplays as Molly. I got the first neat outfit with the denim vest and all the accessories, including the purse and the hat. Sunflowers were everywhere in the 90s. Why? It was definitely an outfit I would have worn because I didn't wear hard pants until the fifth grade. <laughs> I still have all of my doll stuff at my parents' house. I have the girl of today bunk bed, the sleeping bag, the rabbit, the backpack and the school supplies, the baseball jacket outfit with the high top, the soccer outfit, and accessories. I had a section in my room just for all the doll stuff, and sometimes our cat Tigger would sleep on the lower bunk or on Samantha's bed. So that is my story. Thank you. Hi, my name is Bridget. I was 11 when I got my American Girl today. It was GT13, and her name was Tessa. I got her for Christmas. I just absolutely loved her. Her outfits, her little stylish fashions, I just couldn't get enough of her. So two things really stand out when I think of this period of time. So the books that came um, with the doll that you can write yourself, I was very, like, wanting them to be, you know, professional and look great. And so I thought that I was, you know, an artist. So I was drawing, you know, the characters at the beginning. And I was like, no, this isn't good enough. I'm not a good enough drawer. And so for some reason I solicited my dad to draw the characters. And in the story, Tessa's parents get a divorce. And my dad ended up drawing the parents to look like him and his first wife from the 70s who got divorced. And I was like, Dad, what are you doing? Like, you can't work through your own stuff, like, with my books. And so what I ended up doing was, like, cutting out pictures from magazine catalogs of characters and pasting them over. And I remember just, like, I mean, the page was, like, torn from, like, me erasing and then, like, me erasing my dad's stuff. Um, anyways, that's a whole thing. But you guys remember those catalogs from the 90s, like the A, what was it, A, B, Lambden catalogs? That's where I got, like, the images of, like, the adults in their, you know, not in their swimsuits, but it was a swimsuit catalog. So, anyway, that was fun. The other thing that really stands out to me is the nightgown. I got the red nightgown me and my doll had a matching one and i had been so excited to get this because in the catalog it looked really fleece and really cozy and the inside is like this rough scratchy polyester it wasn't warm it wasn't soft it was just a total ripoff but i wore it anyway because you know my parents got it for me and i was like yeah it's great it's fine not that soft though but oh well so that, yeah, but anyway, aside from those little frustrating memories, um, I love this doll. 
And I love your podcast. It's like a soothing balm to my tortured millennial soul. Hi, I'm Liz from North Carolina, and I got my American Girl of Today doll when I was 10 years old and in the fifth grade. I got her for Christmas of 1995, so literally right when the Girl of Today collection first launched. And I got um, quite a few of the outfits. Um, that were part of that first release, as well as some of the accessories like her school supplies. And um, I um, named her Julianne. Um, I just really liked the name Julie for some reason, and I wanted her to have a double name. Anne is my mom's name, and it also sounded good with Julie, so Julianne it was. Um one of my favorite memories of my American Girl of Today doll was playing with my cousin because she actually got a Girl of Today doll right around the same time who looked just like mine um, except for a different eye color. And we made our Girl of Today dolls be twins. So I like to say that my cousin and I had the OG 90s American Girl well before Nikki and Isabel, and it was always so much fun to um, get together at either each other's houses or my grandmother's house for cousin sleepovers and be able to have our twins play together. Hi, American Girl Women. My name is Kristen, and I actually just got back from celebrating my 28th birthday at the American Girl Cafe with my closest friends and their dolls. Um, I was 10 years old when I got my first Today doll, and the circumstances were a bit unusual. So for Christmas, my parents had gifted my sister and I iPods, but I had really been wanting a Today doll. So a few days after Christmas, I politely asked my parents if I could return the iPod and use that money to buy the Today doll that looked most like me, which kind of breaks my heart now as an adult. Um, I feel bad for my parents that I did that, but I still thank them to this day for letting me do that. And to pick her name, I went into my family's library and found the baby name book that they had used when my sister and I were born. And I read cover to cover every name, and I landed between Stephanie and Morgan. And I ultimately decided on Stephanie after Stephanie Tanner from Full House, which was, of course, my favorite show at the time. So that is my story. Thank you for listening. Hi, my name is Karen, and I wanted to share my story. Um, when I was six years old, for my birthday, I got a Girl of Today doll. It was the one with the gray uh, striped uh, hooded shirt underneath and the red puffy vest and the long blue denim skirt. <laughs> I um, I got it for my sixth birthday. And I thought for the longest time that was Samantha because she looked just like Samantha. And so I called her Samantha for years until I actually got, you know, the real Samantha. And then I uh, renamed her Rachel. Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.